Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. What do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 152 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me on a very, very stormy night, Charles Hedlund. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. What's happening? Not much, man. I, I like this whole <laughs> get-up you got going you like on that? right now. It's actually extremely comfortable. Should I try it? Yeah, try it on. So as I'm going to go ahead and, and play by play here, Austin is putting his hood on and putting the headset over top of the hood. That's not bad. It's not bad. It gets very warm, though. I couldn't do a full podcast unless it was cold yeah. like this, because we are wearing our, our screw jackets currently. Oh, the, the grid light. The grid light, that's right. Oh, it's comfy. It is comfy. You yeah. got the Solace. I got the Summit. Yeah. I like that How Summit. How come you went with the Solace on the grid light? Just throwing a question out there. I just, I have all my stuff in Solace. Okay. So I you, just, I like the pattern. I like the Summit, too, but mm -hmm. I have a certain affinity for this. I don't know why. I love it. I, I just didn't know if you had a, a thought process behind it. So, you know, I while we're here, we're just going to go ahead and plug Scree, by the way. So <laughs> we're going to take care of this right out off, out the gate. Um, go go check them out, ScreeGear.com. They just dropped four brand new products. Well, three brand new products and a fourth in solids. So True. they just dropped the, the Venture Flex pants. Yep. Four-way flex, extremely movable, durable, it just everything you need in a light to midweight pant. They dropped the Guardian Series hat. Which is sweet. Beanie cap. With oh. the Berber fleece. And oh, the, oh, it's going to be gnarly. sick. They're calling it Polar Fleece. It's Berber. It's Berber. Um, then they dropped also the regular vest, the in hard solids. vest in solids. Dude, I'm thinking I might get one in Ash Brown and put our logo on the other side. Oh, for show don't season. you even... There. I'm going to. If you do it, I have to, too. Yeah. Actually, I'll go one step up to the brand new <laughs> Tarmigan vest. Oh, I know. Boy, oh boy. Finally, it's here. That's nice, man. Dude, I will have that immediately. They only have it. They they don't only have it. Well, they don't only have it. I would say the only solid color they have it, though, is in right the green. now. Yeah. But I'm guessing that has something to do with... Probably sourcing. Sourcing, because yeah. they, they just dropped a video on it, and mm -hmm. they mentioned it will be out in both solid colors. So I just know. calm down. Calm down. I probably get it in the solace. Personally, it's, a, it's about to be festival season, and I want to wear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So, gosh. getting back to my original point, I kind of split my bag. All of my early season stuff and my lighter weight stuff, I have in Summit. Yeah. The greener pattern. It's built more for you know brushy, 
uh, kind of built to blend into an environment. Mm-hmm. The Solace is all my later season stuff, my uh, my hard scrabble jackets in Solace as yeah. well. But all of my heavier stuff's in Solace. It is built as a pattern for more open area. Yeah. To blend in when there's no leaves on the trees or, you know, you're out in the open area, open country. Yes, sir. So that's kind of how I built my bag. Plus, the nice part about that is I know if I'm looking for something warm, it's Solace. So I don't have to look through the entire bag to find my Kodiak pants. Yes. Because they're in Solace. And all my other pants will either be in a solid color or a summit. Or a summit. So I can quickly identify and pull out. And I don't know. I thought that was a good idea. It's a good, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. In my own head. I could always pick up a couple more pieces and get them in the summit. Yeah, you could. You know. You you probably will. Yeah. I know I'm going to go with the, uh, so the Venture Flex coming. Ooh, I know. Only solid colors currently, which is fine. I think I'm going to go green. Um, I'm going to go brown. We just, I just, we both just got the hard scrabble in ash brown. I know, and I love it too much. And I feel like same thing. If I'm looking for them, I and uh, you know, I'm I you're going to be able just to grab a difference. I know, but I could easily grab a green pair of pants out, and I don't have a pair of green pants of That's any true. sort. That's so true. why not? Right? I like it. Yeah. Either way, I, I'm very excited. Very excited. But I'm also excited for deer season and. Coming up with that is shooting our bow, dialing in, and one thing that I don't have to worry about dialing in because I know it's already going to be dialed is my VIP broadhead. That's true, my man. My combat veteran will be punching holes. Oh, man. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Season's coming. I can already smell it in the air. It's starting to be nice and cool in the mornings. I cannot wait. Dude, it's going to be... To be crunching on some leaves, looking for some red. Before we know it. I know. 2B will be opening up in, like, weeks. The 16th? Yeah. We're talking three weeks away, right? Yeah, man. Three weeks. <clears throat> Coming up. Oh, my God. Can you believe there's already people in the country hunting deer? I know, and killing deer. Yeah. Like crazy. South Carolina, Florida, they're killing deer. It's crazy. I hope they're using combat vets. Uh, if they're not, they're foolish. I, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I personally like the... Combat veteran, the best. I think I told you on the last podcast. I think I told you on the podcast mm-hmm. about my buddy shooting his. Yep. And absolutely just almost blowing through his same arrow. Um, and he's dialed in with him. He loves them. They're so. awesome, man. They are. Can't say enough good things about them. Heck Great yeah. people, too. Heck, yeah. I think I'm still using some of the original broadheads from day one. How many years ago now that That's we've been awesome. shooting these broadheads since they've come out? Still sharp as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Still just in perfect condition. Yeah. Crazy. I love that. Yep. And still red, white, and blue. America. America. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah, man, that's that's it. That's it for me. I don't know. There's not much to go on. There's not much of an update. Uh it's weather's turning. It's getting time. I'm seeing deer out. My cameras are blowing up. Food's getting out. Um, we're gonna make one more run and drop some stuff just one more time. Absolutely. And That'll be it for the season. I can jive on it, man. We still got a little bit of time before our regular season. I think it's, what, 30 days? You have to have it down 30 days out from start of season, Yeah, right? you got to pull it out. Yeah. yeah. So, And it'll be gone by then. It, it's been taking those deer about 10 to 15 days on average to, to eat through the piles that we've there been putting out. That's not bad. 
No. Good deer density. Yeah, yeah they crush yeah. them, dude. They've been all over them. The That's fawns awesome. are growing up. You should see the buck growth just in the small bucks. Oh, I bet. Since they started eating. There's been the same, like, three small bucks that have been crushing our piles. Those dudes put on some freaking inches. It's good for them, man. It's really good for the does, though, too. Yeah. It is, and that's yeah. what I like. You know, the we had a uh, group of six doe come in the other day, mm-hmm. feeding through the pile, and then as soon as they left, a group of two came in behind them. So it's like there's there's some deer, yeah, in the area, and I love to see it. That's awesome, man. I know uh, this weekend I'm going to try and run out real quick and throw out some cameras and stuff like that. I was looking, and on the way to one of the properties that we like to hunt. Mm-hmm. I was looking at some hunter access program properties. Okay. And I found one quite off the beaten path. Hopefully, no one really knows about it. I'm sure some people do, but I'm going to go ask permission there. It was uh, like 260-some acres. Jeez. So that would be a That'd really be nice awesome. one to pick up. I'm going to go ask permission and uh, see what happens. Yeah. While I'm there, I'm, there's a property also close that I might go ask permission for. Depends what kind of mood I'm in. If I get a mm-hmm. yes, I'm definitely going to knock on yeah. the next one. Yeah, Those no's hurt a little bit, but I I'm know. pretty used to it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I need to go down and ask permission on some of the neighboring properties down in 2B as well and see if I can't reaccess some places with a, you know new permission. But I like it. It's tough, man. It's like, when do you have the time? Yeah. You know, it, it, you got to make the time. 100% I, you have to make the time. That's the thing. That's why this weekend I was like, if I'm going to run out and I'm already going to be driving past mm-hmm. it to go throw out some cameras, uh, why not <laughs> stop yeah. and ask? It's only going to be five more minutes. Right. You know. I should give you the One more minute if, if I If you're going don't. where I think you're going, I should give you the coordinates of my camera. It's been dead since last October. There's just one spot there that I want to throw a camera because I know of an apple tree. Okay. Well, and apples be in the have area. been loaded this year. But I, I also want to go way past that because there's another yeah. spot I want to throw a camera. Okay. Out past um, that area. Well, you know, if you're in the area, maybe you could just climb up a tree and grab my camera for me. I can probably do that. I don't know if you'd find it, to be honest with I you. I might not. You might have to do it well, yourself. Because here's the thing. I never put an actual pin on it exactly oh, where tough. it is. I know. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to you because you'd just be stumbling around. It's not like you're going to see me. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, close, like, turn hey, around. hey, turn around, turn around. <laughs> and it's up in the air. It's, you That's know, fun. it's right on a major deer trail. Yeah. But, like. I have an idea of where it is. Maybe yeah. I'll, if I'm in there, maybe I'll go look anyway. I, I have a random, like, close pin mm-hmm. that I think of where it is. I dropped years ago or last year. And I could send that to you. If you're going to be scouting that area. If I go, I'll ask you for it. Okay, cool. I can dig it. Cool. Um, this weekend, actually, if you go, maybe I'll join you, depending That'd on cool. the day. That would be cool. I know I'm busy Saturday, but my Sunday's pretty open. Good. You can uh, experience some nose with me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See what we can do. Yeah, that would be fun, man. This is a good episode, though, man. I'm excited about this one. The miniseries continues, as it promised. Does, as promised. I... Can guarantee you guys this one is going to go to fruition. It's going to be completed. Yep, we're already in the works. We got them in the backlog, and we're finishing up a couple more, and then we are solid. Which is why you're getting the longer intros, because these are all kind of pre-recorded, and we're adding the intros in real time. We got to keep them up to date a little bit. So you guys know what we're doing in real time. Yeah. And, you know, we miss you guys. We don't get an opportunity when we have a guest on to kind of, you know, 
chitter chat and that's right give you guys the updates of what we got going on so that's why we do it in the longer intros so we apologize for the long intros but i'm sure you guys and you, you don't mind too much right i hope not i, I hope not. i'm sure but if you wouldn't <laughs> mind on top of that if you guys could go over to itunes or wherever you guys listen to us and give us a five-star review it would be greatly appreciated. We haven't asked for it in a while, but That's right. it helps get us a little bit more recognition and uh, help people like you find us. If nothing else, I mean, go tell a friend about us. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you have friends that listen to podcasts. You have hunting friends that don't listen to podcasts. Let them know about us. Yeah. Spread the word. We're here. Yeah. And then, you know, like Austin always says, if you can send us a review and tag us or Show us a picture of it, whatever. Send it to us. We'll send you some stickers. Send man. us a screenshot on Instagram or something like that. We'll send you some stickers. We got something. goodies. We have goodies. Yeah, we, we do have just, goodies. We are just waiting to give away. Oh yeah. Just we want to just hand them out. Should I break something out right nah, now? If you want, okay. that's up to you. You know, if you guys have ever listened to some of our earlier episodes, you could always send me an email. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> that's the longest email address ever. That's funny. It is. It is. It is. But, hey, what are you going to do? I'll just sit and keep refreshing my email waiting for people. <laughs> <laughs> you did get an email recently. I did. Is, we got some fun stuff coming up, we guys. We do. got some collaborations and stuff. You guys are going to love it. It's going to be it's gonna be fun. We're trying to keep it super consistent. And we're trying to bring you guys some fresh content that we haven't brought you in the past. That's why we're doing this little series. Yep. We're trying to get some different people on that you know you don't really hear about. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's going to keep it a little bit more up to date and more interesting yeah. for you guys. I don't yeah. want to get fall into that trap of like going over the same thing. Like, Oh, Hey, it's rut. Why don't we talk about yeah. rut hunting, which I do want to talk about, but cause I <laughs> of love course. it. Why not? You, you know, yeah. I'm going to give you some other stuff in there too. I will also mention before we get this episode rolling, cause we have, we've, we've, you know, gone too long, but if you guys want to hear some of, you know, one of the series that went over really well in the past was the deer slayer series. We really enjoyed that. I know Austin, I love doing it. If that's something you guys want to see come back, let us know. Or if you have an idea for a guest that you want to hear, we will do our damnedest to get them on. Absolutely. Usually they say yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Here's TX5 Custom. <laughs> All right, guys. We are back. Another episode. We are here with Matthew Tompkins. And we are here with the second episode of our little mini series of Saddle Hunting All Things Saddle. And Matt here is the owner of TX5 Custom Gear. Matt, how you doing tonight? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. The pleasure is all ours. I know Austin's excited for this one. Oh, I'm giddy about this one, bud. <laughs> this is this is exciting. <laughs> now, before we get too deep into this one, I, we always ask if you don't mind taking just a quick second and kind of introduce yourself of who you are, where you're from, and uh, what you do. Yeah, so my name's Matthew Tompkins, obviously uh, from uh, southeast Texas, a little town called Deweyville, and I make uh, you know custom hunting gear from saddles to backpacks, tree stands, transport systems for uh, tree stands, pouches, pretty much anything to do with saddle hunting or mobile hunting, we do it. That's Excellent. awesome. And they're Excellent products to boot, my man. I can I know from experience. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well let's we're excited you came on, man. Let's hop right into this bad boy. Let's let's jump right into the saddles first and foremost. Um I have one of your older ones. I have the Reaper, but I know you have the Raider now and you have the uh Lone Star two point oh uh minimalist two point oh. Min- right? Minimalist, yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. Yep. So we kind of reworked both of those this year in 2023. I think we launched the Lone Star in 21. So it's it's been out for a couple of years. But just, you know, saw some improvements we could make on both of them. And I, I think, you know, we're, we're obviously we've released both of them and we're, we've got them in customers' hands and we're getting a lot of good feedback on both of them. Excellent. Excellent. I saw the minimalist. That thing's pretty cool. Yeah. So we sell quite a few of those. You know, it's a pretty much just a belt if you want it. You know, you can, it kind of has some shock cord and some, some webbing buttons that, that I came up with. Kind of lets you store the seat up around your waist. So, and the leg straps are removable. So it's essentially when you walk into the woods, if you want to walk, it's just like wearing a, you know, a leather belt or a tactical belt, whatever you want, however you want to say it. And uh, if you're going a long ways back, you know, in some public land or you don't know exactly where you're going to be going, I, I really feel like it's it's great for that just because most saddles nowadays, it's a pain in the butt to walk in them. But like I said, if you're if you're going a, a long way back in there, it's just it's zero restriction because the saddle around your waist, it's not getting hung up on anything. It's not hanging down on your legs. Another thing that a lot of guys use it for is the hybrid system. They use it, you know, when they're hunting with a tree stand, you know, like a .5 or the Elevate Ultra the new XOP uh, retrograde, those little bitty small stands, they utilize a saddle with that. And it just, it works great for that because it, the leg straps are set up more like a rock climbing harness style leg straps. So yeah, a lot of guys, like I said, are just they're using it for that hybrid system with a tree stand. That's pretty cool. I never really thought about that, but you know, seeing actually looking at it on on the website and hearing you talk about them running with the smaller tree stand that that could be pretty legit i can see that yeah honestly that's how i hunt most of the time is with a 0.5 and i i use either, i i mean i hunt with the lone star with it too but a lot of the times i just run the minimalist and i like the stand because it kind of it gets rid of my my back, me having to bring a backpack. I put all my sticks and everything onto the stand, and I have a little bag, the EOP that we sell, the essentials only pack, and it attaches to there. And if I need to haul out a deer with that, I can with that EOP because it, you know, I can put my meat on the shelf of the seat. But it works really well with a hybrid system. I like it, man. I like it. That's that's pretty sweet that's actually a pretty sweet little setup right there so what's what's the big difference between the raider and the lone star 2.0 i see those are both on there um what it what is the big uh differential part between those two so yeah so the big difference there is the hpr system okay uh, which is the hpr stands for hip pinch reduction system and the Lone Star 2.0, the Lone Star, that's what we came, when it was introduced, was the Lone Star, carried it over to the Lone Star 2.0. And there's a, a webbing sleeve at each hip, each side of the saddle. And 
it has a kydex, like a stay, kind of like a, a stay out of a pack, you know. The, okay. It makes it rigid. And, and what it does is it keeps the, the saddle from collapsing at your hip, the top and the bottom chassis. Wish I could, could draw you all a picture of it. But, <laughs> you know, when you would, the bridge is on the bridge loop. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it's forming that triangle. And when weight's put into it, the top, you know, main webbing and the bottom webbing of the saddle want to come together at your hip. Well, what the HPR system does is it keeps that webbing apart. It doesn't, you know, put that pressure on your hip bone out there. Okay. I can dig that. Which is probably the number one complaint when you think about saddle hunting, um, especially long term up in, you know, in the tree is hip pinch. I mean, that's like what everybody wants to get rid of, right? Is, you know, saddle's great. It's the best thing ever. But if I get rid of this hip pinch, yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah, people are coming out with spreaders and yeah. everything else. I'm uh, like, this just, is getting out of control. Yeah, I was like, that's just <laughs> one more thing I don't, I don't want to carry in the woods with yeah. me. I, it's a great idea, and I'm sure it works phenomenally. But I don't want to look like I'm in my, you know, in Austin's little girl's swing out in the backyard with that little <laughs> thing across your lap. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, hey, I mean... You know, it's a great idea. I don't see myself ever using it or needing it with my saddles personally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it can't hurt. I promise you it's not hurting. It's it's helping. Yeah, uh, oh, definitely. So, you know, keep keep that, that pressure off your hip. But the kind of the reason why we came out with the HPR is that was one of, one of our complaints with our saddles and, you know, most saddles on the market was – that area right there when those two pieces of webbing compress they put pressure right there on your hip with the hpr system it keeps them separated and especially it does it really well with the original lone star we had some issues with the hpr was all the way out at the edge of the saddle seat and we had some issues with the kydex buckling and it still kept it separated but it you know, eventually over time, you know, just you would have to replace the kydex. Yeah. What we did with the 2.0, we moved it back from the edge about two or three inches from each seat edge. And we haven't had, we've had some big dudes in it. Not, you know, not picking on him or anything, but Jace with uh, Michigan Great Outdoors, he's a, he's a big guy. I mean, 270, 280 pounds. And, you know, he's had a, you know, one of our early prototypes and he's been testing it for a while and, uh, you know, he hasn't had any deformation in that kydex at all. So I'm, I'm confident that we've solved that problem with the 2.0 and, uh, I think it's, it's a great saddle, man. That that's awesome, man. Is that stitched right into that tubular webbing or how, how does that actually work? So the way we make it is the chassis webbing, the inch and three quarter nylon webbing, that goes all the way around the saddle. We yeah. take two pieces of that and we sew it together. And the, the outside piece, like whichever material that, you know, if you, whether it's multicam mesh or Ranger Green Cordura, whatever you choose for your saddle seat, that outermost layer of that, that sleeve, we cover it with, you know, the material that your saddle's made out of or the fabric that your saddle's made out of. That way it makes it look nicer you know that that's all that's all it's doing 
Awesome. One of the other things I really liked, I just noticed on like the Lone Star 2.0 is that that belt loop system that you run, which allows you to run, I'm assuming a normal belt through your waist belt webbing through your pants. And then that basically keeps your saddle in place to where your actual saddle sits low on your butt like it's supposed to. Is that accurate? Yeah. So that's another thing in the 2.0 that we did. As far as I know, it's it's the only dual waist belt system on the market. I looked around. I maybe don't know all the saddles are out, but um, uh, pretty much all the you know big names that are out there, I don't think anyone else has done it. But yes, uh, so it has an upper and a lower uh, waist belt sleeves. And the upper one, it kind of puts the saddle right where it needs to be. Because I don't know about you guys, but the first thing I do when I get up in the tree and I'm ready to hunt, I mean, I'm loosening up my waist belt and I'm pulling my saddle down, you know, two or three inches Yep. just to get it, you know, cause it's just more comfortable right there. Yeah. Uh, so what I did with this was you don't have to do that anymore. If you run the waist belt in that upper sleeve, then it's right there. You just get up there and you don't have to, you can leave your waist belt tight, your leg straps tight, everything. The saddle's right where it needs to be. Oh, man, that's awesome. I might have to send mine back to you and have you sew a couple of those on there for me. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it. We can do yeah, it. Yeah, that's cool. The other thing I really liked about your saddles in general is that you offer multiple sizes. I mean, you really don't see anybody offering more than like a size or two. Mm-hmm. Usually it's two sizes at the most. I'm noticing your Lone Star itself had has four different sizes from small, medium, large, to extra large. And then I also saw the Raider had five sizes, which is just unbelievable. When you're looking for a good, perfect fit, which is probably like the main thing when you're talking saddles, right? It's like the fit that fits you right. Uh, that that seems to look like it helps a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So the Lone Star, the 2.0, it has, like you said, the, the four sizes, small, medium, large, and extra large. We will do an extra small in that as well. The extra small is mainly, you know, it's going to be for your, you know, 10 to probably 15 year old kids, you know, small kids, smaller women. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I don't offer it is a size on the Lone Star because, you know, most of the time you're not going to buy your kid of, you know, it's a $350 saddle. So right. that's why we offer it in the Raider because if you're going to get your kid a saddle, you're on a budget. So that's why we offer that extra small in our Raider. Definitely. Yeah, that was actually one of the things I was going to bring up because, again, being on uh, some of the Facebook groups and stuff like that and, and looking, I actually noticed a few guys talking about how you made their kid a saddle, and I think that's just awesome because, you know, you, you see some posts and stuff like that and guys are like, oh, I got the kid up in the saddle and the saddle's humongous on them. It's just sitting there like they're sitting in their saddle realistically. But I think that's really neat that you're you're offering that option to get, you know, youth into it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, my kids love it. My oldest son, you know, he's he's a grown man. I mean, not a grown man. I, he's 17, but he's big. He's like six, six, three, probably 220. So he's a big guy, and, uh, you know, of course, he doesn't wear a youth saddle, but I've got a 14-year-old that he runs the extra small. They both love it. 
and my little girl i've got a little girl too that is six or seven and she loves to get out there and you know in the saddles and just hang and swing around haven't got her on brought her on a hunt yet it's coming but she hasn't been in a tree with me i actually had to get back on a private lease this year i've been doing pretty much strictly public land for the last three years now and my wife was like you know she's always asking me to go with you and it's just it's especially around here it's just hard to haul you know a you know a four to six year old out on public land to a stand that's not ready to go so uh we we got back on a private lease and you know gonna have her her and the wife some preset stands that they can go set in and you know stuff that I can bring her to to just make it a little bit easier but I will be introducing her to the saddle this year I'm I'm trying to figure out a way to get her up the tree without her having to climb the sticks and I think I have it figured out but (laughs) well when you nail that down you give me a phone call because I got a three-year-old that's like (laughs) tugging at my leg wanting to go out (laughs) I think it's funny because my buddy has uh I don't know how old she is but he has a young daughter probably five or six and he made her a DIY like one stick type deal with like a little platform built on and everything and she's been practicing in the yard uh climbing the one stick up and down wild yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's pretty yeah, cool that's cool yeah it is my my oldest boy that's his he loves the one sticking that's that's what he wants to do he doesn't like doing the you know he started out with multiple sticks but he's he's all about the one sticking now and hey i got plenty of them so he gets his particular litter that's why i tell him all the time he's how lucky he is i was like i didn't have none of this crap when i was a kid like i had a an aluminum climber that I found in a junk pile that I made work, you know, that was my mobile stand. (laughs) Oh my man. It is wild though. Now. I mean, even me and Charles growing up and stuff, we got a lot of hand-me-downs and stuff like that. And you know, there wasn't a lot of mobile hunting gear back then. And now it's, I mean, it's insane. You can literally take pick of the litter of everything everything's mobile hunting gear now it's just it's so crazy how many products are out there now yeah absolutely it's it's great i love it i mean i'm a i'm a gear nerd you know i've got just pretty much everything anything that to do with mobile i don't say i I don't have everything i don't have that but i don't got money like that but i've got (laughs) i've got a, a bunch of gear that i don't need but it's just like I see it, and I'm like, man, I've got to try that. <laughs> just can't help myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way, and we, yeah, I was really bad for three or four years there in a row, just buying new, 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 new. It was, it was terrible. But you know, so much stuff was happening so fast in the industry; things were getting more streamlined and easier, and it was just like, give me more, give me more. And now I finally have kind of slowed down and pulled back, but then more new cool stuffs coming out, so. We'll see how that works out, but, uh, you know, probably the perfect transition to kind of actually go into the beginnings of TX5 and how they, how it came about that you just one day decided, hey, I'm going to build a saddle and sell it and create a company and start making these products. I mean, what was the mindset back when you first started? So I wanted to, to get something that was light because I was, I was told myself I'm going to start hunting some some public land that we have around here 
and I was like, you know, I'm tired of hauling this climber through the woods. So I had a summit, you know, summit viper, I think. I was like, I'm just tired of hauling it through the woods. It's not that it's like super heavy, it's just super big. So I just kind of started looking and that was in 2019, July, the summer of 2019. I was actually on a shutdown at work. I was on my computer at work looking at stuff. And back then it was just pretty much arrow hunter and uh, tethered. And I actually ordered an, an arrow hunter pistol flex. And it was going to, I ordered it in like July and I wasn't going to get it until like mid-November. Oh no. And my wife was actually pregnant with my youngest son. Uh, he's four now. And I was, took, I, when she had him, I was like, you know what? I think I can make one of these. And I was like, I think my aunt, she has a sewing machine. And I bet she would just let me use it. Well, she ended up giving it to me. And it was a 1960-something, I don't even, like, from Montgomery Ward or, or something, you know. Anyway, I got that and just started messing around, man. And I was actually had a speedy stitcher. I don't know if y'all know what those things are, but it's like a, they do it, use it to, like, repair leather work. It's used for leather work and stuff like that. But it, pretty much you sew by hand. And I brought that and some webbing and some material to the hospital. And I'm, like, sitting in the hospital. She's know had the baby and i'm she was in there for a few days so i'm sitting in the hospital you know when my speedy stitcher over there and the nurses are walking in they're like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> i'm making myself a tree saddle and she's like you can't just buy one i'm like yeah i did but it's not gonna be here for like four months so i gotta do something i want to use one next year but after that it was terrible the way i was getting up on a tree with that thing <laughs> but Eventually, I got my aunt sewing machine going and just started buying some material. And really, I was just kind of posting on the groups because that was the big thing. You know, everybody was making their own stuff back then, just posting pictures of it. Well, when I did that, that's kind of how it was all born, man. It was just people just started messaging me like crazy. Like, you know, will you make me a saddle? Will you make me a saddle? Back then, you know, it was just me and I had that one little, you know, rinky-dink sewing machine. Well, I figured out that I liked it. Uh, first of all, I like to sew. I've always liked to build things. So I was like, you know what? Told my wife, I, you know, started looking into sewing machines, industrial sewing machines, so it would make it my life a little easier. And, or not my life, but my sewing a little easier. And I ended up getting a Juki uh, DDL 8700 for my first industrial machine and it just kind of took off from there man <laughs> of course that made it where i was able to do better quality work but it was a i was able to you know get more out there and then after that well i say after that probably in late winter or probably around the first of the year 2020 I was reached out to by this company that's in the industry and they wanted me to help them design a saddle. And so I helped them do that, the Berserker. So I helped Drew and the Wild Edge team with that saddle. You know, after that, I kind of just started 
you know, doing really TX5 was born in, I think, August. Uh, the actual, when I started calling myself TX5 was August of 2020, I believe. Pretty cool. We've had Drew on the show a few times. I actually just ran into him at the Great American Outdoor Show as well. I didn't realize that you had a part in the Berserker. That's I can see the similarities in it, though. I mean, that's definitely a. Uh, uh, I could I could tell you must add some hand in it because that's a pretty cool saddle too. But yeah, and he had a good base of what he wanted to go with as far as like the Yorick. You know, the mm-hmm. work he did with Arrow Hunter, he wanted to carry that over and that's pretty much what we did and just threw some you know some other stuff on it yeah but that was like i said august of 2020 or so is when i officially became tx5 and a lot of people ask me like what does tx5 stand for and tx5 is for texas obviously and then tompkins my last name times five so, because I, you know, there's five of us, me and my wife and my kids. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. I love that. I do like that a lot. Yeah, that's really cool. Pretty cool, man. Yeah, I'm terrible at naming anything, like the saddles and everything. I always have to get my buddies to help me out. I did come up with the Lone Star. Nice. Uh, and I, I feel like, you know, I'm proud of that one. That's why I was, when I was, you know, came out with the 2.0, I was like, man, you know, you know, it's kind of got a name in, in the industry. I don't want to get away from it, so that's mm-hmm. why I went with the with the Lone Star 2.0. Yeah, I like it. It's very fitting, though, too. You know, Lone Star stayed, and I like I like every bit of it, man. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's humble beginnings. I'm, I still, like I mentioned to you guys, I still, I don't do this full-time. I have full-time employees, but I've got a six uh, full-time employees that work for me that sew, you know, 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week this time of year. It's getting real busy. But I still work, a, you know, a full-time job in, uh, in a paper mill. Yeah. It's 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 a lot. I'm not going to lie. It's, but, hey, it's you know, part of life. I started this, and I kind of want to, obviously the goal is to be doing this full-time one day. Hopefully the, the good the good Lord will bless me. That'll happen one day, but until then, it's got to keep grinding. Absolutely, man. You know what? That's a good freaking goal to have, though, man. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like it. It's a scary jump to make to go out on your own like that, but you know, obviously, if you get there, it would be so rewarding. You know, to look back on kind of your journey and and what you had to go through and struggling managing a business and working a full time job and you know, family of five, like you said, I mean, that's just insane. You know, that's a lot, a lot on your plate. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, and, and what's kind of messed up now is not messed up, but like kind of ironic, like my, my stepson from a previous marriage, I've, I've raised him pretty much his whole life, but there was a about a three-year period there where he didn't live with me and he was living with his biological father and but now he's back living with me so it should actually be tx5 or tx6 <laughs> there you go <laughs> because there's six of us now but yeah yeah we're not we're not changing. <laughs> but yeah i'll just take a sharpie and i'll just make my five a six it'll be good 
<laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. I tell you, my mom, my buddy, I didn't, you know, I didn't like, you know, leave you out or anything. You just, you know, you weren't in the house at the time. So that's, you know, why it's not six. (laughs) There you go. Maybe there's a name for a future saddle there somewhere. Yeah, maybe so. There There we go. go. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem like it's going to get harder and harder to come up with new ideas and new things. I mean, there's just been everything. So it seems so like streamlined and so, you know, I don't even know, even with the minimalist and, and different things, it's going to be tough. I mean, obviously, like you said, you were trying to think of how to improve the Lone Star and you came up with a 2.0. But I mean, I guess if if you had any kind of uh, thoughts is where where do you see you heading? I mean, where where do you see your the saddles going? I, do you think there's going to be another one in the in the lineup here soon or? Oh, yeah, they're, they'll, they'll always. I mean, it may be just some new features on you know kind of the same just kind of building off of the the Lone Star you know and the Lone Star 2.0 they'll be you know just just adding stuff to that or making it better is my goal at the moment you know you I know I can't tell you that I'm not gonna you know stumble upon something you know and one of my goals I say goals something I've been trying to do and we have done in the last year or so is kind of get into the pack game. We've got two packs that we have, you know, released in the last year. Got, you know, a little bigger pack in the KISS pack and a smaller one in the EOP. But that's, you know, if I can't come up with a new saddle, then I'll just, you know, come up with new packs or pouches. You know, I've got some pretty cool pouches that I've, kind of been working on a big thing right a lot of guys they that hybrid hunt they don't want to carry a backpack even if it is our small little eop they just they put they got the little under little pouch under their seat that they keep all their essentials in i've got one of those that that i've been working on that uh is probably pretty close to uh i'm getting pretty close to getting ready to launch it and some new materials. I've got some some the minimalist pouch. Got a new material, a new fabric that I'm that I'm gonna be making it available in. It's pretty cool material. I mean, fabric is a nylon. It's called Sand One. It's a stretch uh, nylon, but it's it's quiet and it's durable, and it's got a DWR treatment on it that makes it you know great for being outdoors. The, the Cordura is, which is, it's an awesome fabric. It just, it's, it's kind of loud, you know, on a saddle, really, it's not loud unless you're, you know, scratching your butt or something. <laughs> to be honest with you guys are, you know, I hear that a lot of times, you know, they're like, well, is the Cordura loud? And I'm like, no, it's not loud unless you're going to be like, you know, rubbing on your butt or something, which you shouldn't be doing that <laughs> yeah. while you're hunting. But you know, it's, you know, you the inside of the saddle, you're not going to be rubbing around when you twist or turn, the saddle is going to go with you. So it's not making right. any noise there. Yeah. But as far as the pouches go, you know, we do sell Cordura pouches and I've hunted with them for years and a lot of other guys have as well. They're not as quiet as, you know, some of this stuff like 
stuff that's Sitka or Osseo, you know, they've got some real quiet hacks and their clothing super quiet and all that. But. I dig that. I want to kind of, I'd be remiss if I didn't kind of jump into it a little bit because I know there's a lot of guys out there that are kind of pack junkies. Mm-hmm. Can we go in real quick and just kind of break down the packs that you have? Yeah. So the KISS pack, it's abbreviation, you know, it's K-Y-S-S, stands for keep your shit stored. Yeah. And we made a pouch. That the KISS came from the pouch that we made. It was kind of, it's more of a one-sticking pouch. But it's a, it was designed to carry, you know, a platform and a set of sticks. Obviously, you can carry one stick with it, but it's more of a... It does have an internal frame. It does come with, or it can come with a waist belt. So you can, you know, anywhere from 10 to 30 pounds, you know, it's it's a great pack. And that's what it was designed for multiple, a multiple stick setup, you know, a platform and two or three or four sticks. The EOP is more of a, was designed to work in conjunction with a, tree stand or a climber uh, it attaches well to that and it comes with compression straps so you can put your clothes or your you know if you kill an animal and you want to pack out the meat you can put all that on the stand and use your the kiss pack to cinch all that stuff down and keep it in place but it's also a good for if you're running just a single stick it's great for that it's a pretty small pack. It's only it's like 12 inches or 14 inches tall, 10 inches wide, and like five inches, you know, thick. I forget, I'd have to look at my website to be honest with you. Tell you the cubic inches. Let me look real quick. <laughs> I'll look it up. I'm on there now. If I can find it, um, let me see. Yeah, it's right there at the top. I do it's like the look of your pack, man. I mean, oh, I was skipped right over it. You skipped right over there. Yeah. Go. I think that's because uh, most of it. That's a good size pack. Yeah, it's about 600 cubic inches. And I designed that one because, like I told you guys, I hunt a lot with my uh, small, you know, lock-on tree stand. I use our tree stand suspension system on that. But I wanted something to keep my crap in. Or, my, you know, all my water, snacks, calls knives all that good stuff oh yeah and i wanted something small that would fit on that stand but also wanted something if i'm way back on public if i kill a deer and i don't want to drag it out i hate dragging deer out but i can you know dress the deer on the ground or however and put the meat on the stand and then i can use the pack to cinch you know to hold the meat on the stand yeah and haul it out like that i like that but in turn, like I said, the BOP is it's perfect for a one stick. Yeah, I might have to look into this one. It's nice and light, too. I like that it's only a pound and 12 ounces. Yeah, it's less than two pounds. That's awesome. Yeah, that's good, man. It does, uh, it does have an internal frame as well. Oh, okay. It's got an HTP sheet on the back panel of the pack, and it's got an aluminum stay in there so you can take that out form it to your back and if you're going to use it as a one stick setup or it'll carry multiple sticks in a platform it's just it's not really what 
my purpose was for it, but it, it will do that. Yeah, I like that. I'm reading into it right now. I'm gonna. Charles have to, is you gotta. You just have to get on the website. I mean, there is so much stuff on here that is so neat. You want to talk about like convenience and when you go saddle hunting, you know, the biggest thing with us was basically we want to, you know, streamline our, our setup. We want everything, you know, very small and not bulky and all of the things that you have here, just like the convenience of the pouches and some of the straps that you sell. And there was even, uh, you know, the milkweed pouches I was looking at. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, that was something I didn't even know you had. Charles just showed it to me. I was like, dude, that's sweet, man. Yeah, I, those like, are yeah. cool. The uh, the quick draw gear hanger, that right there is worth its weight in gold. I mean, I don't know how many times I hear people talk about, you know, I like climbing with sticks, but the hardest part is where do you put them when you're climbing up? I don't like taking multiple trips, you know. And if you, you know, for us, we made these like little – loops out I of paracord, uh, paracord and, and yeah you know but they're yeah. hanging they look sloppy it's just you know this quick draw gear hanger that thing is awesome basically you just hook it onto your pouch it has a little clip to it hook it onto your gear that way you can just unhook that clip and you're ready to go come back down the tree pull your stick off clip it back on you're down the tree that way you're not dropping your sticks out of the tree i've done that i don't know how many times oh yeah it's happened drop my stuff out of the tree you know 12 feet because i don't want to carry them or clank them uh i love Absolutely. it man you have a what's funny is when we started doing this we never even thought about the line uh, like the product line outside of the actual saddle yeah but there's so much more to saddle hunting <laughs> than just the saddle like that's just a total oversight on our end looking at your website you know you got it all man you got uh, all kinds of really nice stuff uh, i like the res tech that the eight millimeter that you have uh, there's uh pretty much anything you need it looks like you could find on your website yeah yeah yes, and we do uh we do sell some and steel we yeah. kind of partnered with uh rda real deal and steel and my buddy luke Dothill and you know he was, I, I get asked for aiders and have time to do that. I mean, I can do it. I can splice all that stuff, but it's just, I don't have time to do it. So anyway, yeah. uh, Luke, we have all of his products as far as Amsteel aiders, daisy chains, rope pods, all that stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, you can get it. And we do offer the rope, you know, lineman's ropes. We, we just have one rope, but it can go either, either way. For a lineman's rope or a tether. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I do get a lot of guys want, you know, they want to buy it as a kit. They don't, I guess they, you know, they don't want to add the the saddle to their cart and then add the stick, you know, the ropes to the, mm -hmm. the rope to their cart. So we are, I am working on getting a package together that will, you know, they'll have the saddle and the rope together. That way you can just order it all. You know, just one click. Definitely. I feel like that's a lot more for more of a beginner, too, because they they kind of don't know exactly what they need. They, yeah. they kind of need you to put it right in their face, like, buy this, Yep. you know? Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we want new saddle hunters because that's going to keep the, you know, keep the sport growing. Absolutely. And, you know, obviously keep me in business. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, <laughs> But yeah, those are the guys that 
you know, that really want the package deal. And I, I can understand it. I'm, I wasn't that guy. I was the guy that wanted to kind of piecemeal all my stuff together. But not everybody's like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's tough. I mean, when you're trying to get into something that's so foreign from what you're used to, you know, for me, I was kind of the same way. I was like, oh, man, if I could just find a kit. And I ended up not doing it that way. I ended up, you know, piecing it all together and buying a little piece of it here, a little, you know, a little bit of something I needed here, and just trying to build my entire repertoire out in the way I like it. And then you upgrade little things here and there, oh, yeah. you know, as you go. But it it is nice for the beginner that somebody coming from a tree stand or whatever, maybe you know, they're new into hunting. They're like, I want to try saddle hunting. They just hear about saddle hunting. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. It's give me, here's my wallet. Here's my card. I will spend anything. Just tell me what I need. Yeah. <laughs> that's the person that's good for kids. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of guys out there, you know, like we work. Obviously when you order a saddle from us, you get to go, you pick pretty much every piece of webbing, every piece of fabric, just about every piece of webbing and every piece of fabric that goes into your into the saddle, you choose the color of it. So I mean, you know, you're getting you're getting what exactly what you want. We we're kind of known for that. You know, I, I have guys send me their Sitka pants and their first light pants to take apart and make their saddle and their pouches and all that stuff out of because they just want that pattern and it's it's kind of wild when you think about it but some like you said there's just those guys out there that just hey i want here's my wallet here's my card this is what i want yep <laughs> absolutely we try we try to accommodate and we're another thing we're planning to do in the future hopefully we can get it implemented this year is we're going to have just a kind of a set color and saddle that you can just go click on. You don't have to choose all this because it messes guys up. I say it doesn't mess mess up. Some guys get messed up with it. They tell me, hey, man, I'm overwhelmed. You have too many options. Like, I'm trying to order a saddle. Like, just make me a saddle. Yeah. I don't need to pick all these different colors. I don't even know what all this stuff is. I just know I need a saddle. So what we're what – we're, working towards is to have that option where you can just order hey when you click on it it's going to have a picture of the saddle and it's going to be that's going to be what you get that saddle looks cool this is what i want this is what i'm getting not i don't care about the colors i just want the tx5 you know long star 2.0 so click add it to your cart and and we're gonna that when they do that they're not gonna have to wait you know it's well say they're not gonna have to wait it's gonna be probably a you know three to five day shipping lead time but now you know because we make all the saddles to order we have a you know four to six weeks but and i tell guys that i'm like i can't keep like you see all the options we have i can't stop every one of those there's no way especially not in four four or five sizes like i don't know you know nobody not even me the big guys could do that. I mean, it would just be astronomical, the money it would take to do that. <laughs> yeah. I would just kind of go back in the orders maybe and just kind of pick through them and just see what kind of the more popular, you know, combinations are and just throw a couple of those ones together is what I would do. And I mean, I, I'll go ahead and just 
throw it up there. I mean, it's going to be a, I'm going to probably going to do a solid color option, which is Ranger Green. We sell a pile of those and I'm going to do multicam because we sell a pile of those. Yeah. And those are going to be, you know, get to choose between those two. And that's what, you know, like I said, there'll be a picture of it on there and that's what you get. I like it, man. I like it. Nice and streamlined. I, I, I like the other option though, too. There's a lot of guys out there like you are, we are, we're all gear junkies. And, you know, having that option to kind of, it's right in your name, custom gear. Yep. You know, having that option to customize every piece of it, I love that personally. But Yeah, and, and a lot of guys do, but we get emails all the time and messages all the time. And, you know, guys are just, they're pretty much telling us, like, simplify this. <laughs> so so we're going we're gonna to try and, uh, and do that for them. Definitely, definitely. A little bit for everybody. You can't go wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt us. Yeah. It, yeah. Can only you know can only help us. Well, I think that's a good transition right there. You know, we went over a lot of the saddles and a lot of the gear you have. I kind of want you to in in your own words, kind of throw out there wh- why a saddle. What are the biggest benefits of hunting from a saddle? So, the biggest benefit to me is. I'm always tidy. I've almost always got a tight line and I'm, I'm secure. That's, that's the big benefit for me because before I started saddle hunting, I'll be honest with you, I never used a safety harness or anything like that. I was just climb up a tree, no harness, you know, 20, 30, 40 foot up, whatever. And I, I just, I was very unsafe with the saddle it kind of forces you to stay connected and to stay tethered in or, you know, your lineman's belt, whatever. That's the big benefit. And that's what I, you know, my pitch to a lot of guys, because you're always connected. It almost forces you to always be connected. Yeah. I would say that, that that's, that's a really good answer, man. And you're not the only one. There's so many people out there. I mean, we even, we still talk to guys that don't use safety harnesses and, I think I personally, I think it's crazy, but you know, yeah. And now I look back on it and I'm not super man. You know, I guess uh, the older I'm in, you know, I'm 30, we're fixing to be 38 this year. And, you know, when I was in my, you know, twenties, it was just, you know, we all, most guys, you know, we're Superman, we're invincible, you know, it's not going to happen to us, but it, it can happen to us and it will if, if we, if we're not careful. Definitely. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of other benefits, obviously, but that is probably one of the most important ones when you talk about tree stand safety. That's just what came to me off the top of my head, but it's comfortable. One thing, like a lot of guys are like, how comfortable is it? Well, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's very comfortable. And if you're going to be a mobile hunter, it doesn't get much easier than a saddle if you're gonna take your put your stuff up and take it down on the same hunt it does not get much easier yeah i would totally agree man in my opinion yeah definitely i love it i love it the safety aspect of it was probably my number one you know it it forces you to be safe and then the number two is it's just it's probably the easiest mobile hunting you know setup that that you can get 
Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I would totally agree. Here's your time to shine, man. Why would someone want to buy TX5 custom gear? When you buy a TX5 saddle, you are supporting it's all made here in the USA. Everything that we make is made right here in our little shop in Deweyville, Texas, USA. When you buy something from us, you're supporting our local citizens because that's all that works for me is local citizens. But we use as much USA sourced material as we can. There's some stuff, you know, material fabric that we can't get that's made in the USA, but we get as much as we can that's made in the USA. That's a big thing for me. I love buying made in the USA, but if you buy a saddle from us, you're supporting made in the USA. Good thing to support. I totally agree, man. You flip my saddle over, there's a little tag in there, and it says made in the USA with a little flag on it, and I love that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. And there's obviously some stuff you can't, but the stuff that I can, I try to, to do it. Like almost all of my mobile hunting stuff that I use is made in the USA because there's just a lot of the mobile hunting community is made in the USA. Like a lot of the sticks, you know, a lot of the saddles, a lot of the tree stands, you know, the, the I guess the more high-end stuff is all made here. Yeah. And I think it's just great because five years ago, you, you honestly you couldn't find it yeah like it just wasn't it just wasn't here you know you're seeing a lot of a lot more pack companies uh, like t and k uh hunting gear i don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever heard of those guys yep. awesome stuff yeah yeah and it's just it's bomb proof you know really good american-made business and the marsupial gear like that's another one that guy has just i mean that's goals right there i see you know, Instagram videos of his shop in Arizona or where I think he's in Arizona. And it's like, man, hopefully one day that'll be PX5. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pulling for you, man. I'm I'm 100% rooting for you. That's awesome. Very cool. I appreciate it, guys. Good goals. Good goals. Yeah, it's nice to have uh, that Texas pride, too. I mean, there's there's something to be said about that. And we have a, our own, one of our partners is a, texas veteran that's all usa made broadhead company and you know we support him and everything he does and love everything he does for the same reasons you're saying about your saddle what broadhead is it vip broadheads matt and cindy futuray yeah okay i don't know if i've ever heard of that i'll have to check that out yeah take a look man they are uh they the combat vets are typically what we shoot they are just bad to the bone man absolutely I'm going to take a word out of your repertoire. They're bomb-proof, man. <laughs> I mean, there's guys that have been shooting five, six, seven, ten deer with the same broadhead, pulling them out, still razor-sharp, cleaning them off, and just sending them through another one. It's yeah, They're bananas. Yeah, VIP Archery, check them out. He's a good old uh, veteran and uh, a, heck of a heck of a good dude. Spent many conversations talking to him, but uh, he's the same way as you. You know, everything he wants and everything he does is – right here in the u.s he keeps it here and he keeps it u.s proud you know one of his companies was actually out of pennsylvania for a little while there yeah. until they couldn't keep up with demand what do you do he just found another company in the u.s that was going to be able to keep up with demand you know he it's just what you have to do yeah and you know it's nowadays it, it's it's so easy to 
I want to, I don't want to say sell out to mm-hmm. China, but it's so easy. I mean, I get two or three emails a month from manufacturers in China telling me, Hey, and you know, and it's not like the Chinese made doesn't mean poor quality anymore. Right. You know, there's some quality stuff that comes out of China nowadays or Japan or, you know, all the overseas stuff. Some of it is really, it's just as good as the stuff you get over here, but it's still not made in the USA. Yeah. But like I said, it's hard not to fall into that because like I said, I've got, I get two or three emails a month of, you know, Chinese manufacturers saying, Hey, we can do this for you at this, you know, at this price. And, you know, you won't, your customers won't have to wait anymore. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, I feel it, you, man. It, it, and it's, I can't say that it's not, you know, it, it, it's tempting, but it's like, man, unless it gets to the point where I absolutely have to do something like that, there's just, I can't see myself doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. I just, it's, I don't, I don't, it's just not in me at, at, at this time. And, and like I said, nothing against, I don't have anything against anyone that does it. <laughs> I want to make that clear. Like there's just, you know, that was part of, that's part of their business plan. That's how they wanted to do it. They want, you know, like just say tethered, they had to do it to keep up with demand. They got mm-hmm. so daggone big that they just, you know, the manufacturers over here couldn't keep up with all their accessories, so they pawned them out to China. And it was just a business move they had to make. And hey, hopefully one I say hopefully one day maybe I'll get that big, but I'll try and keep it here. Definitely. No, and I, I'm I'm not hating on people that do that either, but mm-hmm. at the same time I do have a certain appreciation for, you know, the made in the USA. But, yeah. yeah, we're good old red blooded yeah. Americans. I mean at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's Absolutely. it's about supporting and keeping your own com- economy going. And, you know, there's – and even like you said with Tethered, I mean, look at all the people that they've employed and, and, and what they've yeah. done too with that. So Definitely. it's not like all the dollars are going overseas either. you got to be careful with that stuff. No. But um, in the same yeah. sense too, you know, I like to support the people that are supporting where we're at and uh, putting us first. So yeah, I definitely appreciate yeah. that from you. Yeah, absolutely, man. So as long as, as long as we can do it, we're we're gonna keep on doing it. That's right. Yeah, uh, and it you know it it it's cool, in the sense that, you know, I I talked to my wife about this. I'm like, like our employees. It's like, hey, they like depend on us to pay their bills. Definitely. Right. Yeah. That that's wild that I have someone, and you know, they're they're doing something. They're creating a badass high quality usa made product that we're selling mm-hmm. like it, and it's just it's it's crazy <laughs> there's a lot of pride and honor in that too i'm sure for them you know seeing that finished product and seeing yeah those saddles we, go we out have, the door we have great employees man uh really really do uh some of them have i've known my whole life you know some of them or one of them I haven't, but still, you know, most of the people that work for me are people that I've known pretty much my whole life. So that's cool. That's a that's beautiful really thing, cool. man. Very cool. <laughs> I love it. But we can't let you get out of here. I know we're running on on time here, and we don't want to hold you too long. But we can't let you get out of here without a good old fashioned hunting story. 
you know we do it with pretty much oh, oh yeah we do it with pretty <laughs> much every guest we try to get one really good hunting story out of you whether it's you know your favorite or whatever you know it can be anything literally anything if you got one in mind well probably so my biggest book and my most memorable book was uh i really it i saw i lost the i was gonna get it mounted and i actually lost the head in a flood oh but no. 2016 and 2017 we had like 100 year floods here uh where i'm sitting now in my shop my shop is up on piers it's eight feet off the ground and there was a foot of water in here 2016. but i, I lost the head uh, it was in my brother's freezer so i i don't have it but anyway uh my wife and i were up in the national forest sabine national forest which is about hour and a half north of us and <clears throat> we've been up there all weekend hunting didn't saw a few deer nothing that we could shoot because it was rifle season and we were hunting with rifles and you can't you can only shoot bucks with rifles but on the way home i've been going up there my whole life i've been going up that way my whole life ever since i was a little kid and there's this little patch of woods that i've looked at my whole life and i told my wife i was like we were coming home and i was like i just want to stop and walk in there and anyway we we walked in there and we got probably about a mile mile and a half back there and she was like i'm tired i'm ready to go home but let's go so we're walking out and as we were walking out i saw he was cruising this ridge man and i just you know she saw and she had her she had a rifle too we we're both walking along with our rifles and i just you know she kind of just stepped back and i pulled up and shot him and me and her drug that sucker out that's what made me not want to drag deer out anymore we drug that sucker <laughs> out uh, about a mile and it's all uphill so uh by the time we got to the truck we were both dead but it, that was my my biggest buck to date and i did it with my wife on my side so pretty cool that's a beautiful thing man i love that that's a good story yeah, it's too. not a cool saddle hunting story i I, <laughs> I don't i don't have too many of those i've ever since i started doing the saddle thing i've really done more sewing than i have hunting uh, <laughs> you gotta find some balance there <laughs> but yeah come on man i, I have so last year I did get to do quite a bit. We went to Oklahoma for a week and that was that was great. You know, me and my wife and my oldest son went up there and stayed a week up in Oklahoma and we saw a pile of deer. And we ended up shooting I shot a deer and my oldest son shot a deer, but no luck, uh, with our bows, uh no luck finding either one of those. But that's you know, that's bow hunting. It happens. Yes, yeah, it it's does. A bummer when it does. Uh, we all yeah. know it. And I, I got to spend a week in Missouri last year. And this is all public land. We're just going, picking a spot on the map and just going. I mean, yeah. so, so got, to, got to spend a week in Missouri. And that was, you know, it was fun. I had a good time, saw some deer. But just, yeah, yeah I didn't get a deer last year. Hey, that's no, all right, meat, man. no deer meat last year, man. But, uh, yeah, this year I'm going to. I'm going to change that. I, was I like say, it. That just means this year you got to get two or three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's going to be, it's going to be, because the nearest public land is 
like I said, it's an hour and hour to hour and a half. We did have some that was within an hour, but now that we lost that state lost that. So now we're, uh, it's about an hour and a half to the nearest public land. So oh, man. We, wow. we went ahead and that's why I told y'all we got that private lease and I've yep. got some cameras out Been went up there a couple times, uh, and done a little scouting, put out some cameras and got some, been, been seeing a lot of deer. So there's a lot of deer there. So we should definitely, uh, get some meat out of it. And they're seeing a few decent bucks that are, they're sprouting up, you know? Oh yeah. I think it's going to be a good year here too. And I'm only getting more excited for it, man. I'm just counting the days. Oh yeah. I'm pumped. <laughs> it's going to be mm-hmm. a good one, man. It's going to be real good. But my brother's literally just sending me picture after picture right now. Right bucks. now. I was literally, wondering what you were looking at. Just blowing, <laughs> look, look, just blowing me up with new pictures of bucks from today. It's there like, you go. holy man. Oh. The guy that manages that lease I'm on, he actually was like, man, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, this is just, there's really nothing but bucks over here. You probably won't see many does. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you, you just want me to get this spot. But yeah. anyway, he wasn't lying. I, I've, I've literally got a picture of like one doe. Oh, and man. I've got a pit, and, yeah, and I've probably got a picture of 10 or 12 different bucks. Oh, wow. You know what, though? So, it's going to be a good year, man. I have, I have high hopes for everybody this year. It's going to be. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got some guys wanting me to come up there to PA, man, in November, and I, I if I can if I can get the time off, I'm I'm probably gonna try and make it up there. Come up, dude! If you come up, I wanna I wanna meet up with you. Maybe Hex. we'll do an in person podcast, yeah. or maybe we'll throw a hunt together. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cool. It sounds like they're like Eastern PA. Are they Eastern PA? Or are they closer to us? Man, I'm really I really don't know. Okay. I have to ask him. I, I haven't, I haven't got that far into it. He's just like been begging me, not yeah. begging me, but on me, like, hey man, you got to come up here. You got to come up here, come stay with me, and man, we'll get on the deer, blah blah blah. And, hey, I'm down for it because I, I just, I like going to different places. Yeah, yeah, totally different world. Yeah, it's a whole new animal yeah. up here, bud. Yeah, it, and I love going to Oklahoma. It's mm-hmm. if y'all ever get the chance, dude. It's a it's a sleeper state. There's a lot of deer in Oklahoma. Oh yeah, and there's a lot of big deer in Oklahoma. No doubt about it. Yeah, and it's not that expensive either. I looked into it. And oh no, it's like three hundred bucks for for out of state tags. I did a turkey hunt out there a few years back, and we were going to go back for deer, and we just never ended up doing it. But man, the deer we saw while we were out there turkey hunting was just unreal. It was. It was something pretty cool. Yes, sir. Well, Matt, before we let you go, man, tell everybody where they can find you, your social media, your website, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so the website is www.tx5customgear.com. Facebook is TX5 Custom Gear LLC. Instagram is TX5 Custom Gear. And we do have a TikTok. Nice. Which is TX5 <laughs> custom gear as well. There's not much on there. I, I like I said, I'm, I'm not very good at the video thing, but uh, I try to try to put out as much as I can. But if anybody has any questions about any of our products, uh, we've got the email on our website, the form submission that you can do. Uh, 
but it's info at tx5customgear.com or my personal email is matthewt at tx5customgear.com. Just any questions that anybody has or if they just want to talk hunting or, you know, talk about gear, ask about gear, whatever, just shoot us an email. We're, we're happy to chat. That's awesome, man. Well, there you go, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on, man. This has been an absolute pleasure. And I think it's a great addition to our little series here.